Hello, friends. Today, we will be taking a listener's suggestion and actually doing something we've done before. We'll check in in a minute. Hi, friends. This is Bethany Jennings, and you're listening to We Should Talk. It's a podcast where we talk about anything and everything to encourage, equip, and empower you to be a decent human. Let's talk. Before we dive right in, there's some stuff that some people want to tell you, so we'll be right back. So, as previously stated, this was a suggestion or request, really, from a listener who reached out to me on Instagram, I believe. Um, they said that they really enjoyed the uh, the Bible read-throughs that we did last season. I think last season it was James. Uh, and I got, I've got, i gotten a few people that said they enjoyed that. And I'm fine with that because, I mean, I enjoy the Bible. So, uh, but this listener specifically requested Proverbs. So I'm not going to read all of Proverbs to you today because, you know, we tried to keep this podcast not four years long. But the day that you will be listening to this podcast is going to be the 24th. So we're going to read Proverbs 24. This is something I like to do occasionally. I will take uh, a month and read a proverb a day because, you know, there's 31 of them. It works out pretty well. And you can double up at the end of the month if it's, you know, a 30-day month. And if it's February, you can double up a couple of times, right? So anyways, let's read our proverb of the day. Proverbs 24. Um... Just scrolling through here. I'm doing it on my phone. I have some things highlighted already, but not because I've read it today, but I've read it, you know, a few dozen times before, <laughs> at least. So if you're with me, go ahead, get your journal out, get your Bible out, or just listen, whatever works for you. I will be reading the ESV, which is my preference if I'm not reading KJV. It appears to be the closest to KJV, but a little more readable. So here we go. Proverbs 24, verse 1. Be not envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them. For their hearts devise violence, and their lips talk of trouble. I do think that sometimes we... uh can become envious of quote-unquote evil men or people who don't actually live a Christian lifestyle because a worldly lifestyle can sometimes be appealing. I mean, sin is appealing or people wouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? Well, I wish I had this house. I wish I had this status. I wish I had. I wish I had. That's envy. And if it's envy of someone, uh, anyone, envy's wrong. But especially of someone who is not living a godly lifestyle. We're back. Verse 3. By wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it's established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So wisdom, meaning like life experience. And my brain 
wisdom is not wisdom is not book smarts. Wisdom is something that is attained first of all by the fear of the Lord, right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's something that is attained by a disciplined lifestyle of Christianity, trying to be like Christ. And it, it comes from living, not from reading. So being like Christ, which is the you know, fear of the Lord's beginning of wisdom, and living that life, not just reading about that life, but living that life is going to build the house. Your understanding of those things is what's going to establish it. And then your knowledge or what you read, specifically from the word, I would think, will fill the rooms with all precious and pleasant riches. That's what I'm thinking. Verse 5, a wise man is full of strength. And a man of knowledge enhances his might. For by wise guidance, you can wage war. And in abundance of counselors, and in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Now, I would like to say <laughs> that it doesn't say any counselors, but wise guidance. You can win a war if you have wise guidance, right? Not anybody's guidance, wise guidance. A wise man is full of strength. That's great. If you're going to be strong at all in any form or fashion, you have to be a wise man. And remember, we just talked about wisdom is uh, going to begin with fear of the Lord, fear of the Lord's beginning of all wisdom and living that Christian lifestyle, not reading about it, living it. You, that will That is the basis of your strength. And then to build on that strength comes the knowledge, right? Knowledge is going to enhance your might. Reading the word, soaking that up is going to enhance your might. And then wise guidance, you wage war. Not everybody's going to give you wise counsel. But in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Not an abundance of uh, gossips and uh, feuding and all that kind of stuff. But counselors. Verse 7. Wisdom is too high for a fool. In the gate, he does not open his mouth. In the gate, that's where they would meet to uh, discuss issues. Back in biblical times, they'd meet at the gate, and that, that's where they would discuss like business transactions and city issues, that kind of stuff. So he doesn't even talk during those meetings because he doesn't even understand what's going on. Wisdom is too high for a fool, and in the gate or in business dealings and dis serious discussions, he doesn't even open his mouth. Verse 8, whoever plans to do evil will be called a schemer. The devising of folly is sin. And the scoffer is an abomination to mankind. Even planning to be stupid is a sin. That's what that just said. The devising of folly or planning of stupidity is sin. Planning to be stupid. Even if you don't carry out the stupidity, planning to be stupid is a sin. And the scoffer is an abomination to mankind. There's that abomination word. Everybody's real quick to call certain things. And you know what I mean, an abomination. But here we are with another abomination that nobody wants to talk about. Remember, I think it was in James, maybe we talked about lying tongues and abomination. We were talking about keeping your mouth shut. There was a lot of keeping your mouth shut in James. But 
elsewhere in scripture, it says a lying tongue is an, is an abomination. That's another one that people don't want to talk about. But scoff, being a scoffer, making fun of people or acting as if important things don't matter. That's an abomination. Scoffing is an abomination to mankind. Verse 10, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, behold, we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? My son, eat honey, for it is good. And the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Y'all, we should be eating more honey. It's in the Bible. <laughs> I like honey. My son, eat honey, for it is good. And the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Have y'all ever had honey and cheese? It's so good. You got to try it. Next. Verse 14. Know that wisdom is such to your soul. Oh, so wisdom is like honey, but for your soul. If you find it, there will be a future and your hope will not be cut off. If you find wisdom, which is like honey to your soul, then you have a future. You're going to make it. Verse 15. Lie not in wait as a wicked man against the dwelling of the righteous. Do no violence to his home. For the righteous falls seven times and rises again. But the wicked stumble in times of calamity. So in other words, you try to take out. Everyone's like, I'm going to fall seven times. I'm going to rise again. Everyone does that as if like you're sinning. Which, I mean, yeah, I guess that's one way to look at it. But this is saying, don't wait. Against the walls of a, a wicked man's house, uh, a righteous man's house. Don't act like a wicked man waiting to see a righteous man fall, waiting to see if you can trip him up. Because every time he falls, he's going to get back up. But when you fall, because you were playing all that and you were waiting for somebody to fall, when the wicked stumbles, it's going to be in times of calamity. Verse 17 Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and let not your heart be glad when he stumbles. Lest the Lord see it and be displeased and turn away his anger from him. How many times have we done that, y'all? Somebody does us dirty and then something not so pleasant happens to them. And we're like, that's what you get. That's exactly what you deserve. I know I've done it. Guilty. But it says don't rejoice when your enemy falls. Don't rejoice when someone who does you dirty messes up. Or has something not so nice happen to them. And don't let your heart be glad when he stumbles. Don't get all excited when they mess up. Because what's going to happen is the Lord's going to see you with that attitude. And he's not going to be happy. And then he's going he's gonna to turn his anger away from your enemy. And that might be turned towards you. Because he's displeased with your attitude. Verse 19. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. And be not envious of the wicked, just like it said in verse one. Don't you be worried? Don't want to be. You don't want to be like the wicked, but you also don't need to worry about them either. For the evil man has no future; the lamp of the wicked will be put out. My son, fear the Lord, 
and the king. And do not join with those who do otherwise. Don't be hanging out with people that don't respect the Lord. Don't fear the Lord. Because they ain't wise. Fear the Lord's getting the wisdom. Verse 22. For disaster will arise suddenly from them. And who knows the ruin that will come from them both. Uh, this next section is called More Sayings of the Wise. We're on verse 23. These also are sayings of the wise. Partially in judging. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Partiality in judging is not good. It doesn't say don't judge. Neither does that other scripture that everybody likes to quote. For the record, that's like a piece of the sentence and they don't finish the rest of the sentence. Go read it. But it says, partiality in judging is not good. Verse 24, whoever says to the wicked, you're in the right, will be cursed by peoples, abhorred by nations. But those who rebuke the wicked will have delight and a good blessing will come upon them. Whoever gives an honest answer kisses the lips. Prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. That was verse 27. So these are all just like kind of not scattered. That's that's not the right word. But it's like different sayings about different things. So it's not like one cohesive thought like the beginning of this chapter was. So whoever gives an honest, gives an honest answer kisses the lips. That's verse 26 to 27. Prepare your work outside. Meaning, get everything ready for yourself and then build your house. This is what I do. I don't do, I should read Proverbs more and more and more, I guess. Because I'll start a job, I'm like, oh, I got to go get, oh, I got to, this is practical advice, friends. I'm sure there's a spiritual application, but this is practical. Get all your tools together before you start a job or it's going to take you longer. Verse 28, be not a witness against your neighbor without cause and do not deceive with your lips. Do not say, I will do to him as he has done to me. I will pay the man back for what he has done. Don't do that. That's not smart. That's what we're talking about in that scripture up there about rejoicing when your enemy messes up or gets tripped up. Verse 30, I passed by the field of a sluggard, by the vineyard of a man lacking sense. And behold, it was all overgrown with thorns. The ground was covered with nettles and its stone wall was broken down. Then I saw and considered it. I looked and received instruction. So he was passing by the field of this lazy person and um, the vineyard of somebody who ain't got no sense. That's what it says, lacking sense. Passed by the vineyard of a man who ain't got no sense. And what I saw was it was all overgrown with thorns. The ground was covered with nettles and even the wall was broken down. So when I saw it, I looked and I got, I got some instruction from that is what it says. I learned from it. Verse 33, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. Oof. Oof. You can't be lazy, friends. You gotta you gotta be consistent. Not I mean, obviously spiritually, don't be lazy, but even practically speaking, if you're lazy, stuff's gonna start falling by the wayside. If you prefer to sleep than to work, <laughs> and I think most of us do, uh, 
Poverty will come upon you like a robber. Poverty will rob you. And you will want things, want the need of things, the desire of things. It's going to come up on you like an armed man because you're not going to have what you need. Well then, Proverbs 24, that was a lot to digest. All right. Well, that was Proverbs 24, friends. We may do this again. I enjoyed myself. And I hope this was informative and helpful and in some way made you a better human because it was the Bible. We'll see you next time. Well, that was fun. Uh, I'm glad you stuck around for the whole thing. And thank you for talking to me today. Y'all go like and follow and review and do all the podcast things that people do. And um, don't forget to be a good human.